Blog Talk Radio. Hey guys and gals, this is Jesse. This is Tyler. And we're here live tonight doing a little episode 22, Shall We Begin? So, uh, Tyler, how have you been, man? I've been good. I just uh, just did like a four-day water fast. It was really weird. Yes. Um, it was really hard. The first three days make you so hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I know. As we like sat down here for waiting for the podcast to start, trying to talk, but then realizing we can't talk about some subjects because we want to talk about those subjects. And then we're over here eating, like, globs of, like, rotisserie chicken. <laughs> it was amazing. Like, we're finding, like, places we would never even think meat would be located. <laughs> Working it off, like, it's like, I'll have the leg. <laughs> so, it's, it's, it's been a, a pretty uh, hefty night, but we got some pretty cool topics. But, yeah. Um, first, Tyler, um, tell them where they can find us. Oh, uh, you guys can find us on Facebook, Twitter, iTunes, Cast on Android, and Patreon. Our uh, handle is JK Podcast 101. You can look us up on all those medias with the with that handle right there. Um, and if you guys like the podcast and you want us to continue going, we would appreciate any donations you would give us on Patreon. Yeah, definitely. And then another thing too, um, you were telling me a little bit about uh, some of that Scientology you saw a documentary on. Oh yeah, <laughs> there's a really weird documentary on Netflix right now about Scientology, and it is actually a BBC reporter who came to America and was trying to basically find out everything he could about Scientology and decided to reenact a lot of the events that um, ex-members said happened. Like there, there was a book writer who left and he was talking about how awful Scientology was. But uh, the main guy 
um, his last name was Thoreau. He was in he was in the Church of Scientology top level for like 25 years, and he ended up leaving. And he was the one helping develop this movie That's to help them react. It's insane when you find out all the stuff that the Church of Scientology did. If you want to believe what he says, you know, yeah. that's the thing is like in the movie, they show you like uh, throughout when they're making it, they actually have people spying on them from really? the church. Like, yeah. And they have people come and badger uh, Thoreau. That's crazy. From the church. It's insane. Sounds like a pretty good documentary. Where'd you, where'd you see that? Netflix? Or? Yeah. Netflix. Nice. What was it called? Um, it's, uh, hold on. I can find it for you real quick. It's, it's, if you were to search Scientology, it would come up. That would and be I have to say, it's the first time I've seen you with your new sleeve. Oh, yeah. So yeah, Tyler yeah. had some work done. Was it over in Off Jonesboro Road? No, 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 no. Or it was up in Atlanta. Nice. What is, is that? Look it's at a that. wolf. That wolf. is fucking cool, yeah. dude. It's a, cr- it's a wolf and I turning your family, into crystal. Your family crest, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. The unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Pegasus. And that's, that's, yeah, it's appropriate, you know, since today is the anniversary from 1984. Never a neat story. So yeah, we got a pretty good uh, you know amount of topics to talk about tonight. We're gonna talk about everything from Game of Thrones from the premiere from that. Yep, yep. Oh, it's called My Scientology Movie. Oh, My Scientology Movie on Netflix. It's an awesome documentary. Check it out tonight after Done by BBC. Yeah. Yes, BBC, which is bigger movie company. Uh, <laughs> From Great Britain. <laughs> uh, all right, so Game of Thrones premiere. We're going to talk a little bit about that tonight. We're going to talk about the new Disney Star Wars reveal. Uh, the theme part, more so about the resort with the theme part. Looks pretty cool, some of the animated pictures that they revealed. Um, and then a little bit about the rock and the kid, you know, kid rock. Uh, and some El Presidente news. So we have a little bit of politics tonight. Um, and then, of course, about the sad, sad issue of suicide and uh, the fact of Chester Bennington killing himself today. Yeah, that was that was a I think that was a big surprise to everybody. I think it was too. So I think that's is that what's next on our our list of our rundown. Uh, the next is uh, Dwayne Rock Johnson, Kid Rock, and uh, Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg. All right, so dive into it for us, Tyler. Tell us a little bit about this. All right, so stuff. at the moment. Dwayne Rock Johnson and Mark Zuckerberg are rumored to be running for president of 2020. Neither one of them have really put in their ballot yet, as far as I know. Uh, I know for sure Dwayne Rock Johnson hasn't. I don't think Mark Zuckerberg hasn't mm-hmm. has. Um, but I, we can tell from news reports that he is basically campaigning already. He is right. going around talking to bigwigs, trying to get his name out there. Which, I mean, his name's already big enough. I heard he sent like a million more friend requests. <laughs> and you know, like at the bottom of your notifications have that list of people you might know is on there. Yeah. He's like, remove Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> see, and see, that's one of the things that scares me about Mark Zuckerberg is that during the campaign, if he were to run, he would have the he would have Facebook to give him any statistics and analysis about the majority of people. That's true. The only person really help him win is if he had Katy Perry as his running mate and then he would have like over 100 followers 100 million followers on Twitter so then he would dominate both <laughs> well I think I think Dwayne Rock Johnson has a better chance of getting Katy Perry as his running mate <laughs> than Mark Zuckerberg so this is like this is kind of funny because we saw like okay we've been hearing these rumors and we saw online on the uh, the Daily Beast how Dwayne Rock Johnson said that he has not filed, or at least they're saying that he has said that he has not filed, 
for presidency for 2020. But then there's all these tweets that are indicating since the days before and days after this article came out saying that he was going to run for president. Even Bill Myers says that The Rock is running for president in a tweet back in uh, July the 12th. And then you have other ones like Super Kick Pimp In, which is, I guess his Twitter handle is at I Am Madness, said that The Rock is running for uh, president as well. So you have all these indications. So my question to you of sincere, or sincere importance is, does The Rock, when he comes out, does he come out with the people's elbow <laughs> the theme song coming out of the tunnel. I just want to know. And then is he going to get, are you saying, is he going to change? Is he going to change inauguration procedure? Just to <laughs> come out with the people's elbow. I mean, what, I, mean I, I just want to know, do you think that he would do that? Something like that? I don't think he would do that because I mean, you, that's like that's like saying when Arnold Schwarzenegger comes out that that he you know he's going to quote all his movies yeah. while he's giving speeches. Yeah. So, I mean, and does he come out with like the Hart Foundation with the Hart brothers from the you know his old tag team partners and I don't know I don't know I mean Brutus and Beefcake and Dynamite say, Kid and Davy Boy Smith. I will say guys. out of actors, I feel like John uh, Dwayne. Uh, the Rock, I feel like he would do a much better job than Trump. <laughs> that's true, and he did defeat the you know John Cena, so that's something on <laughs> that he can add to you know his resume. His resume, you know, as far as you know, I wonder, I wonder when when uh, when Arnold Schwarzenegger went to apply for the Senate, whether or not he put Mister Universe on his resume. <laughs> <laughs> My phone is like. All of a sudden, decided to play Notorious Big for some reason. Like I said, I just pulled up iTunes on my phone, and it's playing Hypnotize from Biggie Small. Oh, my God. That's weird. The ghost has returned. Get it together. Yeah. I know, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> so, okay, The Rock, seriously, say he runs for president. Do you really think he's going to do that much better of a job than, than Donald Trump? Maybe not much better. I mean, here's here's my biggest problem. It, the Mark Zuckerberg is really smart, but my issue with him is that I feel like he's for the companies, not for the people. And I think that Dwayne would probably be a little bit more for the people, but I just don't think he has – I don't think he has the intelligence to really – I mean, don't get me wrong. I think Dwayne Rock Johnson is a very, very smart man. Yeah. But I don't think Trump has the intelligence to be president. Yeah, I don't – You know? Yeah. Uh, and Dwayne, Dwayne, I think, would do a little bit better, but it's, it's not a job that you know, anyone should take lightly. I mean, yeah. I, don't, I don't think I can be president. That's one of the most stressful jobs in the world. And, you know, there's even some other guys, too. I, I'm going to scroll down a little bit on this article. Um, let's see here. From Pride Laws. Uh, let's see. Oh, I'm sorry. Yassin. Uh, his, his Twitter handle is at YMontezeri. He's saying Kid Rock is running for Senate slash president. Uh, now, uh, so is The Rock. You know, is the government turning into a reality show? And Tyler... Is it possible for politics to turn to reality? I mean, I think it's been a reality show forever. If you guys watch the, um, in fact, this is a good, this is a good case of uh, how politics is a reality. There's an awesome Netflix documentary about Oliver uh, Roger Stone. Roger, Roger Stone. Yeah. He was uh, he was Trump's campaign manager up until up until like right before the election. But if you watch that. Uh, not only does it tell you the history of Roger Stone, but it shows you how much politics is really just a giant stage sounds, show. It sounds like a spy name, Roger Stone. <laughs> or like, that's a good porn name. You know, Roger Stone, look at my mustache. <laughs> but, I mean, okay, so seriously, The Rock, just picture it. It is 
you know, we're in what Omaha is that where they usually have their little meetings and stuff. Democratic National Convention was that Charlotte, North Carolina, or wherever the primaries are, or whatever. Okay, so this picture of him—he's coming out to announce his candidacy. He's going to put himself in, and you know, of course, he's going to do his infamous. He's going to let us know what he's cooking. Um, so this is what you're going to hear in 2020 when The Rock comes out to announce his presidency right here. And then, of course, you're going to see him coming out, and he's going to be doing, you know, the the big old, you know, people's elbow, and then, you know, the big old slam. I don't think he'll do that. Let's be reasonable here. The most electrifying move. <laughs> <laughs> let's be reasonable here. Come on now. So, okay, if Kid Rock comes out, is Kid Rock in the suit? No. Or is it like a torn off, like a vest-looking thing? I mean, I don't really care what our president or congressman or senate even wears, as long as they're doing their freaking job. You could go up. to you could go to senate in a speedo, and I wouldn't give a shit, as long as you have the intelligence <laughs> to do your job. You know, that's the biggest problem right now. I, yeah, it's uh, anyways, it's a nightmare. But yeah, um, on other political news, less political, but just more of kind of like sad. Yeah, um, John McCain. John McCain was yeah. diagnosed with like a almost a brain tumor. Yeah. Brain tumor. Um, and they took it. They took it out though, didn't they? I don't know. I'm I think, not clear. I think they did the. I'm pretty sure they did the procedure. Uh, the only thing that they worry about is the type of tumor that he has. Apparently, most people don't survive past five years. Yeah. I also heard that um, they, they removed the punji stick from his leg from Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, and and this was kind of a sad thing too, is because when this happened, there were a lot of people on like Twitter, Facebook, yeah. posting stuff. Uh, and and some of it was really good, like yeah. really uplifting, like just good motivation. But then you see the horrible parts of the right like and left death, of yeah, politics, like, death to where, like Richard Spencer, the guy who's been like uh, uh, he's been on, he was he was on YouTube for a while about uh, getting punched in the face because wow. he got punched in the face at a rally because he's a he's literally um, he's part of the. Uh, socialist, not socialist, but what is it? Nationalist moving? Yeah. They so, call him a white Nazi, basically. So, but the thing is this, okay. Okay, so John McCain is 80 years old. He's been, I didn't know this, but he has been the senator of Arizona since 1987. Yeah. He has been in the Senate longer than I have been alive. So the question always comes back to, excuse me, as we see these senators getting older, whether they have the ability or not, should there be an age cap on politics or politicians? He's 80 years old. He's been a senator since 1987. By God, man, that's how many years is that? That's what, 30 years now? Yeah, 30 years as the senator of Arizona. Well, I think, I think me personally, and I've said this a lot, they need to start testing people on stuff. Like, yeah. if you're going to have a child... You should be smart enough to take care of that child. Have them take a driver's test. <laughs> <laughs> if you can drive from your, you know, residence here in Washington D.C. to the Capitol, you know, in under ten minutes, then you can, you know, you could still be senator. <laughs> well, see, I, I, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even say a driver's test, just cognitive tests, you know. Yeah. And and if they can pass it, I don't see why they shouldn't have the job. Yeah, I mean, and see, and me, me personally, I think John McCain. So I think John McCain is a really smart man. If you look is. at him when he was running for president, when he was on the campaign trail, he had some good ideas. Was, it wasn't even his ideas that impressed me. It was the fact that when he was talking to the crowd, mm-hmm. he would never bash Obama. 
He would never like the worst he would say is that he didn't want Obama to be president and that he wanted to be president. But he would make it a point that if someone from the crowd was trying to bash Obama or say something that wasn't true about him, mm-hmm. he would make it a point to correct him. So which sounds older, 80, the age of 80, or 1936? 80? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel, oh, they'd probably go yeah, hand in hand, I guess. They're pretty much the same age. Same age. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but just like the term, if you look up somebody's birthday versus their actual life saying, hey, I'm, you know, 75. Yeah. You know, does that sound older, the year, than the actual age? I mean, just, and to me, it would seem like the year. No, it just, it, it doesn't, I wouldn't say that it sounds older. It's just more confusing because you got to sit there and do the math of how old If you were born and you were a cognizant of World War II, you're really old. <laughs> okay, so, I mean, I love my grandpa. He's been around both of them. They've both been around since before World War II. But that's really old. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we talk about politics all night, obviously. But yeah, yeah. Well, let, let, let's get on and let's, let's talk a little bit more about uh, uh, that Disney. Disney. Yes. Okay, so Disney announced their reveal of not only just having the theme park, it's at their expo in Anaheim and the convention center. They also showed pictures of the actual resort that they're building that's going to be connected to the park. So it looks pretty cool. They're saying they're going to rebuild the Cantina Bar, which is probably all the fans' most epic, oh, yeah. you know, wanting to go to place for Star Wars. They said that the rooms and some of the suites are actually going to have windows where you can look out and see the galaxies from Star Wars and the actual places in the Star Wars era. They're going to have different bays and areas that you can walk through that is a uh, more of a Star Wars feel. There's going to be robes for Jedi and Sith. Uh, in the room for you to have shower robes and the employees are going to dress up as star Wars people. So they will be wearing, you know, all sorts of star Wars, you know, costumes now. So, so is, is this the start of Westworld in real life? That's what we were talking about earlier. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's basically Westworld <laughs> and Disney. They're taking a page of HBO. I just so. want to make sure their employees are legitimately human. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is this. It's like, okay, we all know for us fans, that's going to be like the most fucking amazing thing. Oh, yeah. But I feel really bad for the employees. Oh, yeah. Because now they're going to be stuck Wearing the same shit every day. I mean, do you want to show up as a like? Well, I mean, have you ever imperial... have you ever heard like the horrible like the horror stories from working for regular Disney parks like down That's in Florida? True. That's true. Like the people who work for like the princess parks and and like the uh, mainly it's the females that I've heard, but some of the males right. are like that too. But they are so just they are so awful to each other and they get fired. I've so heard they all do a lot of drugs. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've heard. Now, of course, this came. This came from the not news channel, CNN, according to our great and mighty president, that um, Disney basically, it says right here, it says, hold on to your lightsabers. Disney has unveiled a new way to experience the universe of Jedi, droids, Wookiees, and immersive Star Wars themed hotel. So, and I'm looking at some of the pictures they have posted, and it, the beds don't look comfortable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then again, that's just, you know, we all know it's going to have a Star Wars look to it. The beds are going to be comfortable because it's Disney. And they're going to pour billions and billions and billions of dollars dollars um, into uh, this particular product. Because why? It's, it's Star Wars. And they know it's going to make them millions of dollars for years to come. Oh, yeah. So my, my question to you, Tyler, is this. How awesome is it that Disney is actually making a theme park that coincides with the Disney product? And why didn't they do this with, like, Toy Story 
or some of their other Disney movies that have come out in the past? Um, I feel like if they were to do Toy Story, they would just add on like a new segment to the regular Disneyland. I mean, this is a whole separate world. Um, Star Wars was not originally Disney in the first place. All they all they did is buy it. So they're trying to keep, and I, and I like that they're trying to keep it this way. They're trying to keep it separate from the Disney world. Try to keep them separated. <laughs> Got to keep them separated. Um, but yeah, so uh, my I guess my biggest fear is that I think it's really cool, and I would love to go to it. I mean, it's probably just as cool as like Harry Potter World. You know, yeah. I would love to go to that too, but I want to go to the one in London where they have like the live sets and everything. Right now, is there a, a Harry Potter like resort? Not just a theme park. But... I'm sure. I'm sure there is. I mean, just like Disneyland, they have resorts on there that you can stay on. Um, but I don't. I don't really know because I haven't been yet. Uh, I know that we have we have one here in America, and then they also have one in London. Mm-hmm. The one in London is the one that has like all the original props, like the original sets and everything. That's cool. Um, but I will say that I guess the park is really going to be determined on how well everything is put up. Because I think it's a really cool idea, but I'm just wondering how in character and how serious the entire park is going to be. Because the Star Wars universe isn't like isn't like a light universe. Yeah. It's it's pretty it's pretty intense. You know? Yeah, it's it's in the way that they they're making it look, it looks like it's in like Tatooine, like in the rough area, and then you have like the cold, you know, Hoth locations and. Um, well, see, that's that would be really cool. Yeah. But like I said, it all depends on how the feel of the entire environment is. Right, and and there's obviously something they know that would sell to everyone. I mean, it's it's one of the most universal, no pun intended, uh, you know type of you know product that sells itself oh yeah i mean i had a friend that went to uh, costa rica um i think earlier this year or late last year and he just so happened to go to a mall because he needed some like some extra shoes because he'd been walking around his shoes with you know tearing torn up and he went to the mall and they were performing an orchestra in the mall star wars oh in Costa Rica, of like <laughs> all the places in the world, and, and they were performing Star Wars. So if you think about how big the world is, oh like, yeah, how much smaller it makes it feel like, you know that. And then of course also how big the Star Wars brand is. Oh yeah. So that just tells you that people in Costa Rica probably will end up going to Disney for the resort <laughs> if they can afford it, and if they don't get swept away by another hurricane. <laughs> so, you know, and Haiti too. But, uh, that's a different story. <laughs> um, but. I mean, if you, okay, so put it in perspective this way. If you could have Disney build another theme park, well, we'll say resort to experience Disney, mm-hmm. what other film slash product would you want them to build a, like a resort for? That's a good question. Um, out of the Disney universe? I really don't know. I mean, they already have Harry Potter World. They were talking about doing Hunger Games here in Georgia. They were talking about doing a Hunger Games uh, theme park. Um, most of the theme parks that I would want to see are pretty much made. I mean, they even have Assassin's Creed over in Thailand. They have a full Assassin's Crazy. Creed theme park over there. Um, I think it would be really cool but really hard to do. But if someone could make a Bioshock theme park, that would be awesome. That would be pretty cool. Well, definitely, you know, to the people who are designing the theme park and the resorts, they definitely are having probably the most fun slash stressful time that you could possibly have. 
because you're creating something that you probably love and personally enjoy, and you're probably watching the movies nonstop. Yeah. <laughs> and then on top of that, you're stressed because it's Disney and you have a timeline. Yeah. And they're probably pushing as much as they possibly can. Probably, yeah. So, but, okay, so Star Wars, we talked a little bit about that. Um, I guess the next topic is Chester Bennington. We uh, we, we got to yeah. address that. Yeah, um, Chester Bennington, man. I, I, I didn't know that he was struggling with drugs and alcohol like that. And I also didn't know that, like, one of his best friends killed themselves a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, there are some people who are speculating that that is the reason he killed himself today, because apparently today was his, that guy's birthday. Yeah. So he hung himself in his home. I believe it's out in California. Yeah, it was home. L.A., L.A. County. Um, so first off, that's the first clue. Don't move to California. <laughs> in Chicago, you would have been okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, Chris Cornell killed himself, you know, uh, a couple months ago, and apparently him and Chester Bennington were very close, best friends, if even. And he even Chester Bennington even did a uh, a tribute to Chris Cornell not too long ago, and even wrote a letter that was open to the press that stated some things about you know even if his heart. You know, you didn't think his heart could break even more. Now it's broken now. Mm-hmm. So it definitely shows that he was possibly dealing with some depression, uh, probably from some of the hardcore drugs he was on. Yeah. Um, but didn't Linkin Park just, like, kind of pop back into, you know, pop culture? Again? Yeah. Well, they just came out with a new album not too long ago. Was, yeah. I think it was only a few months ago that they came out with their new album. Um, yeah. I don't think they've – they haven't done anything, like, uh, like outrageous Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like it wasn't like it wasn't like an outrageous thing that they got back in the news. It was just because of their music and their tour that they're doing. So do you feel like this is gonna like impede the band? Like this is it? Like Hootie and the Blowfish I mean, who, stop? Who, who who would replace him? He has a very distinct voice. Yeah. Very I distinct. Yeah, I mean if anything, it's almost like a Hawthorne Heights situation where their screamer killed himself or by accident, you know, you OD'd and then they just were never the same. Well no, he didn't kill himself. He died in his sleep. Yeah. He had like a he had like a, a like an asthma problem or a lung problem. Yeah, lung he ended problem, up like yeah. suffocating in his sleep. Yeah. So what, I mean, do you feel like it would be something like that where they just try to go on without him and it just? Well, there's a little bit of difference because I mean, Casey from Hawthorne Heights, he was a screamer and he was a, he was an awesome bassist, but you don't they didn't really need a screamer. That was just more of accents to their music. But he, it felt like he. But Chester Chester is the frontman. Yeah. That's the thing. He was the front yeah. man. Oh, this could be like a like a Queen situation or a <laughs> Bee Gees situation. <laughs> you know, like the guy dies, the, the front runner dies, and then they come out with somebody else, and we never remember Chester Bennington ever again. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen, though. I mean, it might. If someone yeah. if someone were to come out and yeah. have a very similar voice or even, even give it a new tone. Like right. if Linkin Park were to find a guy and give it a new tone, I'd be fine with that as long yeah. as they stick with their – as long as they stick with their type of music. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's obvious to say that they will not be on the new Pop Goes Rock album that will be releasing. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, if it's like just, you know, more like music, then yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, okay, so you look at all these deaths. You know, Chris Cornell was in his 50s. Um, you know, Chester Bankton just turned 41. Um and obviously money is not everything because we see these guys who make nothing but money. I mean, I was listening to Vanilla Ice on a podcast the other day, and the dude is fucking loaded. Yeah. He, did you know his album 
has sold over 130 million copies worldwide, and they still mm-hmm. sell in the millions every single year. I, I, I don't listen to morons. <laughs> That's but, why it's like it's like that's like listening to Vanilla, Vanilla Ice is like listening to Riff Raff. I can't stand that. That's true, but it's crazy. Like just think of somebody like we didn't even think Vanilla Ice was that big. Like he's not considered in our generation as someone who is mega huge compared to some of the you know musician artists that we have today, and we have social media. So think about the residuals that these artists make and how much money that Chester Bennington and his band and his family have been making from not doing music since before 2007. Uh, and, and then all of a sudden, he's just like, you know what? I don't care anymore. I'm done. Like, bam. Well, for him, I don't think it was about the money. For him, it was the music. I mean, right. like, he even started his own side band where he was just doing music solo. Mm-hmm. Um, he was still with Linkin Park, but he was just releasing his own, like, solo stuff that he wanted to do. And it was good. If you get a chance, look up his solo stuff. It's pretty good. Um, doesn't, doesn't leave you hanging. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That was pretty bad. <laughs> I know it's too, too soon. Early, too, too soon. soon. Man. I'm gonna wait till tomorrow. <laughs> Don't listen to this now. I'll just listen to it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, that, it is really sad because I remember in high school, Lincoln Park being one of my favorite bands. But that was that was like 2005, 2006. It was during the height of Lincoln Park. What was it, Meteora or something like that? that yeah, Meteora. Meteora Me- was great. That was awesome. I remember listening to that when I would cut the grass with my parents' house. It was awesome. That and Evanescence were the top two back in the day, in my book. Evanescence, like, they really were just more of a one-hit wonder band for me. Yeah. Um, they, I mean, even their stuff that they did afterwards, it just, and they, they never really took off. They just could never come back to life. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see what I did there. Um, so that's really sad. Our hearts do go out to hit the friends and the family. Um, obviously, we don't want this to be something that, you know, another person you know dives into and ends up taking their life because you know of chester bennington's demise no people seriously if you have like serious depression or or you consider you considered um killing yourself talk to somebody just just you don't even have to talk to like a family member talk to a random person anybody anybody like if you if you're having if you're scared about something you're upset about something don't think that it's the end of the world because trust me most of the worries that people kill themselves over are really really just not worth it it's not worth worth it it. you think about all the stress that someone else would have in their life and all the things that they have going on it it may compare or may not even compare to what you have or it could be even bigger so always try and talk to somebody don't try and talk to me because it may not work but (laughs) if you really don't like your life Fake your own death and move to a new country and start a new one. Like Twin Peaks. <laughs> Catherine from Twin Peaks. Ah, don't watch I've it. Been, I've been watching a lot of Twin Peaks lately. My wife has been diving into that. Mm-hmm. Um, her and her brother have been watching Twin Peaks like almost every day. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen any of it. It's pretty good. It's on Netflix the first two seasons. And then they have a movie as the prequel and then the newest one's on Showtime. Oh, okay. But you should give it a shot. Now, if you get around some of the mundane music that they have in there, some of the ironic, you know, funny, obvious, you know, quotes that they have in there. I mean, it it gets pretty interesting, (laughs) but all in all, good show. But again, hearts got to Chester Bennington and the fans and friends and family uh, correlating to him. And we don't want anybody else to ever kill themselves, but we live in a world where dark times are dark times. So, but um, moving forward, as we go into our main topic, I'm not skipping anything, am I? No, 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 no. 
We're 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 at Game of Thrones now. We are. Oh shit! I just dropped my phone. <laughs> so we are at Game of Thrones. Um, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! So if, if you, you don't want to hear it, yeah. If you have not caught up, if you are not if you are not in season seven yet, please go ahead and turn it off now. <laughs> yes, please. Because if you don't, you're going to be very very upset because. We're going to be revealing some serious, serious shit. Yeah, probably going over some theories too of what might happen in the next episode. Pro- yeah, and you're not going to want to like listen to, you know, to us talk about Game of Thrones at all. I don't know what is that. <laughs> Sorry, my phone is actually going a little crazy right here. I was looking at Game of Thrones, and all of a sudden, it just decided to play some techno Game of Thrones music. So interesting. Yeah. Sorry, if I'm just going to put this back down. Yeah. Sorry. Okay, so <laughs> Game of Thrones. Anyways, yeah. So uh, season season seven, episode one has now been released. It was last Sunday. Season two, se- uh, season seven, episode two is coming out this Sunday. Yes. Um, and this last episode was probably the best way to start off the season. It's and typical. Yeah, I actually heard uh, apparently the very first scene for those who have seen it. We all know that Arya came in and killed. Killed, yeah. Um, Almost like a reinforcement of the Red Wedding. Yeah. Well, see, funny thing is that they were not originally going to have that as the first scene. Right. They were going to have uh, like White Walkers marching by and like showing the 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 uh, the king and everything. Um, the but thing, the yeah. but the guy who plays uh, the was it the House of the Freya? Mm-hmm. House of Freya. House of Freya. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the guy who plays the king or the Lord of House of Freya, um, he actually did so well in acting out of character in that first scene that they thought that was going to be the best scene to open up with. I think it would because it pulls people back into it, it, it pulls it back into the Game of Thrones world. It works because it's been so long. It's literally been over a year since we've seen Game of Thrones. And it pulls people back into the story. It reminds you, because even before they played the last two episodes of season six before, and you're kind of like, what the hell happened? You know? Because if you're like myself, where you had some people come over and were watching Game of Thrones... And you're sitting there, and you're like, I don't remember anything about season six anymore, except for like the Battle of the Bastards mm-hmm. and the revenge of you know Ramsay Bolton being. Well, killed. see, the last episode of season six was where she uh, was where she went and killed the Lord. Right. So that pulls you back in. I liked it. Yeah, I, I thought it was that. fantastic. I loved, I loved how she just killed. It was it's really funny. I saw on Twitter the other day there was a someone had tweeted. Uh, um, uh, uh, total kills of season seven, yeah. and it was like it was like uh, Jon Snow zero, Daenerys zero, Lannisters zero, Arya Stark fifty plus. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what's really cool too is this: you you it also gives you like a little bit more time for a bathroom break <laughs> if you think about it. Because you're like, oh, I remember this. I'm gonna go take a piss real quick. That's true. We actually did a showing party with some friends, and when we were watching it right before we were taking we were taking a shot, and we we're like, okay. What do we think is going to happen first, death or nudity? And all the guys bet death and all the girls bet nudity. And there was not a single nude scene in this last No, it wasn't. It was weird. Yeah. I mean, I was cool. It didn't bother me at all, but I just thought it was funny. I felt overdressed. (laughs) (laughs) But no, it was actually a really good episode. It was, of course, you know, not the best. It was more of a filler of things to come, set you up, uh, sort of thing, sort of speak. And even when... Uh, Daenerys gets back to her keep, her you know where her family, her their castle is. Yeah, the keep that uh, um, 
uh, Baratheon was uh, Renly Baratheon was was at. I don't know. There's uh, there's a lot of people who didn't know that. My bad. Stannis. Uh, Stannis, Stannis, Stannis yeah. Baratheon. Yeah. yeah. Stannis Baratheon. The castle that Daenerys is in now was the same castle that uh, he was in when he was yeah. plotting uh, the fight against his brother, right. Renly Baratheon. Yep. And and it's appropriate because you know it was the Baratheons that overthrew the Targaryens, and so now you have. You know, Daenerys Targaryen taking her family, you know, back to the castle that belongs to them. My only question was, why did they not show the dragons flying over the castle? Now that would have been fucking awesome. Well, they showed them when they were when they were coming ashore. Um, right. But they didn't really show them like flying over the castle. They just kind of flew off over the island. Isn't that like the coolest fucking castle that you've seen in all Game of Thrones? Though I think it's a really cool castle. But I think um, getting a little bit getting a little bit more out there. If you guys noticed, um, Sam, the, the, uh, the one who's trying to become the Meister for the night's watch, he, he sent out a letter to John to let him know where the, where the, uh, um, obsidian was the dragon, uh, the dragon ice. Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called? Or, uh, Oh, dragon's glass. Dragon's glass. Yeah. yeah. Dragon's glass. Where that was on the map, it's right underneath that castle. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. So if he goes there, then he will run into Daenerys. Now, here's my question. Will they end up joining together to try and fight the White Walkers and the Nor? Or is she going to kill Jon Snow because he's a Stark and the Starks had a huge hand in overthrowing the I, Targaryen? I think what's going to end up happening is somewhere somewhere in the story, Brennan or his brother, his last brother, half-brother. Well, really cousin, if you think about it. Are you it. talking about Bran? Yeah, Bran. Well, technically, think, te- yeah, technically he's, a, he's like a half-cousin. I think something's going to happen, whether it's him taking Jon Snow's body to reveal to him who he really is, or he runs into him somehow, and then, you know, her and Jon Snow forcing to, to unite together. Because, you know, they do say... That in order for her to win Westeros, she has to have allies. She can't just walk in there, big bad, yeah, and kill you know because she doesn't have enough people. Right now she does. Well, technically she kind of does, but if you think of it, Westeros is more of a challenging, like country or island, quote unquote, to take over because it's more of organized warfare. It's not like what she had with Dothraki was hordes and you know some unsullied that were you know that she basically took. Um, you know, you have more people with armors and iron and, you know, weapons. From they don't, gold. but they don't have as nearly as many naval ships as they do. They no, can come in and just destroy. Well, you do have, yeah, you have Euron who's coming to in their aid. Right. right? Yeah. Um, but he has, I actually heard a little bit about him too. Mm-hmm. Apparently uh, people are saying that um, compared to Joffrey and um, Ramsey, yeah, mm-hmm. Joffrey and Ramsay compared to him, these guys like Joffrey and Ramsay look like like little kids. That's what that's what I've been hearing too, and I'm kind of eager to see because he looks like a psychopath. Yeah, his eyes are um, like bulging out of his head. His, <laughs> scene, his scene that he had where he was approaching the throne was pretty fucking cool, and he even mentioned like, "Hey, you should try killing your brother sometime." It's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> and like Cersei's sitting there, and even though she's disdained, you know, with how gross of a you know psychopath he is. Mm-hmm. She's kind of intrigued. You can see that on her face. Because, yeah. You know, she's turned to quite the psychopath herself. Let's see, and then I was wondering, what kind of present do you think he's going to bring back? 
That's interesting. I think it's probably going to end up being one of the heads of the houses. I think it'd be Tyrion. I think he's going to try and capture Tyrion. And I think back. he will try. I don't think he'll be successful, though. All right, so I want to go back to Arya for a second. Okay, Arya. Because Arya, after killing those dudes, started traveling, and this is where Ed Sheeran made a small little cameo. Yeah, of course. Um, they're actually <laughs> saying that the song that they were singing in that is actually was actually a song in the book. And I'm hoping that Ed Sheeran actually does the full song because I think, cool. I think it would be pretty cool. Um, but when she says she was going to kill the queen and they all laughed about it, she's legit trying to kill the queen. How do you think she's going to do it? I think if I am Arya and you want the ultimate revenge, I think she and the many face God will be the, the faces of her children. I don't know. I think and I Cersei think she, somehow is pulling the mask off and seeing all her kids, and at the very end, it's Arya, and she kills them. Or maybe even the she fact has, of all the people. But she has killed. to kill a person to take their face. That's that is true. So I so, think I think she's going to kill Jamie and then use Jamie's face to get to her. That would be interesting. But see, I don't think I don't think Jamie's going to die. I mean, I honestly think Jamie's going to turn on Cersei. I think he is too. I think he's going to help Tyrion. He's yeah. going to warn him or something. Yeah. Um, or maybe even help Ari. Yeah. So I don't know, but I, I, there is the, okay, from the prophecy from her, once her children are dead, so there is a woman that's supposed to kill her. That's part of the prophecy. Now, whether that's Arya or Daenerys or Sansa, who knows? But it is going to be a woman. We know that. We yeah. obviously know it's not Marjorie. She's dead. <laughs> so, poor girl, she was so pretty. She was very. Pretty. <laughs> so now we know that's not going to be her. So is Arya going to have the upper hand in this race, if you will, of killing Cersei? Oh yeah, Arya is the only one who's trying to legitimately assassinate Cersei right now. Daenerys mm-hmm. just wants to take over Westeros. She doesn't care who's in charge. Mm-hmm. She just wants to take over Westeros because she feels like it's her rightful place to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I personally think when Daenerys gets there, she's going to realize that she really doesn't want to rule Westeros. I think she's going to end up marrying Jon Snow. See, I would be cool with that. But someone else told me a theory, and I think I think it's probably a little more accurate for Jon Snow's character. Hmm. I think Jon Snow is going to fight this war, and he's going to fight uh, with fire and ice. And at the end of it, I think he's going to become the new Night King. And I think he's going to be the one who has to keep the the monsters at bay. That is either going to be him or it's going to be his uncle. Because his uncle is a White Walker now. That's, I mean, his uncle's not, you don't even know if his uncle's a cognitive White Walker though. That's the thing. They injected him with the, with the stone. Oh. That they injected the Night King with. Yes. To keep him alive because he is a Stark. Yep. I remember that. And they always said that a Stark must be alive at all times. And even though he is half Stark, half Targaryen, um, it would be interesting to see. Because I either that happens, and I like that theory, that's a good theory, or he becomes the king to the queen of Daenerys. Because, you know, Daenerys is supposed to marry, you know, her, her brother. Mm-hmm. Within her family. Yeah, within her family. At least he's, at least he's halfy. Yeah. At yeah. least he's a half Targaryen. Yeah, he's a rape child. <laughs> no, it wasn't rape. It was consensual? Yeah. Yeah, if you. Oh, that's uh, right. That is right. Yeah, and Lyanna Stark and uh, Rhaegar Targaryen, um, mm-hmm. they were secretly in like love a, with each other. Yeah. Like a, was the Romeo and Juliet type thing. 
Yeah, but uh, Ileana Stark was promised to Robert Baratheon. And but that is why the Baratheons turned on him, because they thought that Rhaegar had stolen Ileana and was keeping her against her will. When in reality, so it wasn't like that. You think of it like it's a mixture of Romeo and Juliet versus a little bit of Troy, if you will, from the Greek mythology. I think it's just Game of Thrones, man. Yeah, (laughs) that's true. That's true. It is Game of Thrones. (laughs) So, okay. There's so many houses in this show, it's ridiculous. And they're all seemingly starting to fall apart. Mm -hmm. You know, you look at... um, You you want to know something crazy? Every single house is falling apart, except the Starks are standing strong. They don't know that each other's alive. That's true. But they're pretty much all still alive. Cat so, died, Ned died, Rob died, and Rickon died. Yeah. You still have Sansa, Arya, S- Jon Snow, and Brand. Brand. Yeah, Brand. That, now, what strong. about what, okay? So the Tyrells, they're gone. They're all dead, except for the the grandmother. Yeah, the grandmother's still alive. She went back to her own country. They're just not getting involved right now. I don't know if we'll even see the Tyrells very much, uh, unless they try and ask for them for aid. You know. Yeah. I, I think. One thing that could bring them back in would be if Daenerys tries to make allies with them. And that would make sense to me because the Tyrells were were uh, scorned by the Westeros. Well, you know, one thing, too, is this. Um, you look at the story, and even Jamie Lannister said, you know, why would they join us? You know, they're going to join with whoever they feel is stronger, and right now we are not strong. So, you know, I could see them signing with the Targaryens, probably seeing an embassy probably in the next episode. Yeah, I think the next episode is going to be related or re- relative to uh, when Jon Snow tried to take back Winter. Was it Winterhold or something like that? Or was it was the name of his place that he lives now or his family came from? Um, oh, man, I can't remember. <laughs> Anyways. Winterfell? Winterfell, there you go. Yeah. He took over Winterfell. Um, and you look at that and you start thinking, like, is it going to be her trying to gain allies? You know, is Tyrion going to guide her to say, hey, let's send these ravens out to these, you know, these houses and see if they will support us? Because that's the first part of the war. Let's get as far south as we can by allies. So, um, and see, another another thing that I don't know if a lot of people catched on to was the fact that Jon Snow technically does not even have to be a part of the Night's Watch anymore. That's true. He died. Yeah. His night, and his, his watch technically ended. his watch has ended. That's true. That's true. That's why he's allowed to leave and just go wherever he wants. That is very true. But if you think about it, too, it's like he did somewhat abandon. But for the people who don't understand, like the people in the southern of the wall, mm-hmm. they don't understand that he came back. They yeah. don't know that story. And he doesn't want to talk about it. Yeah. So, I mean, how do you feel about that? About what? About him leaving the Night's Watch. Uh, I'm honestly fine with it. I mean, I saw him. I didn't see him staying in the Night's Watch completely. I mean, I could see him maybe at the end if he sees it as his duty. But I think that he is Lord of the Lord of the North. He is Lord of the North. He is the King of the North. Yeah, he's the King of the North. And, and I think that he should be the ruler. Okay, so then I'll leave you with this question too. Um, okay, so you look at you look at Jon Snow and the North. And then you look at, you know, his brother, Brandon. Where is he going to go? Because he doesn't have that tree to go anywhere, to live in. So mm-hmm. where is he supposed to go? Is he going to go to the Citadel? Is he going to go to Castle Rock? Well, I think Bran, I, I personally think that Bran is probably just going to go back and see Jon Snow. 
I think Bran is feels an obligation to try and help John because he knows what's coming as well. I mean, he Brand Brand is probably one of my favorite characters. That that kid is so powerful, and I also think the Hodor situation was probably the saddest episode of the entire series for me. I mean, the Red Wedding was pretty bad, but seeing how Bran can actually twist like time and space and seeing how it interconnects with what's already happening, that's that was just such a cool plot twist. Um, I also think that Bran is going to show a lot more of his powers. Um, I kind of hope that he ends up warging a dragon. And if he does, then I think that that's going to be one way that he conv- convinces Daenerys that Jon is a Targaryen. Um, but, yeah. So, uh, besides that, I think that uh, um, I think that the Hound's progression is probably one of my favorite characters now because you can see, just like Jamie Lannister, you can see their progression where at the beginning of the series they were very, very cocky and full of themselves and just rude and brunt and uh, didn't care who got in their way and who they killed and what they did. And now towards the end here, they're both just starting to slowly gain morality. Um, seeing him have to go back to that house of the people that he killed um, or that, I mean, he didn't really kill them, but he kind of sentenced them to death by taking their money. And then seeing him bury their bodies is a true justification of just how moral he's become. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so of all the houses that survive in Game of Thrones, who are the top three that you would have the best candy of taking the throne? Out of all the houses? All the houses. Stark. Really? Stark. Let me tell you why. Because Stark is winning in numbers. <laughs> that is true. And it's, they're also winning in badassery. Every single Stark member that is still alive is a complete badass. Every that is single true. one of them. You've got, like, Lannisters. There's only three left, and one of them has turned against them, and the other one is questioning his loyalty to the main one. You've got Daenerys. She's the only true, full-blooded Targaryen left. You know, John is half Targaryen, and I could definitely see, you know, Targaryen being on the throne, but Lannister's not going to last. Lannisters, Lannisters are out, definitely. Lannisters are out. But I, me personally, I hope that John ends up taking the throne. And I hope he does, too. Yeah. I don't know how it's going to end, though. I, I will say that um, uh, if you read the books, You'll, you will have already noticed that it is going to be different than the books, ever so slightly. Right. Like, for example, in the books, um, Euron, the, he is actually considered, like, the most deadliest uh, sea captain in all 13 oceans of Westeros. Mm-hmm. And he actually was supposed to have a battle with her, with Daenerys, um, at the castle that she's at now. But huh. that was supposed to be back in, like, season two or three because that's when it happened in the books. But what they did for storyline-wise is move it forward for uh, this season. And one other thing that they didn't put in there is there was another Targaryen that was supposed to come forward because there's an, a, there's an ancient prophecy in the books of three dragon riders that per, that basically helped stop the war of fire and ice. But who would it be? Uh, well, there was another Targaryen. I can't remember his name, but he was the son of Rhaegar, um, and he was a full-blooded Targaryen as well, but he was in hiding after... After uh, after their family was overthrown, but they never introduced him, and there's no way that they could introduce him now. If they did, he'd probably play a very small part. 
Um, and I just don't think he'll be that important. So what I think they're going to do is, since there's not going to be another Targaryen, or I don't think there's going to be, I think they're going to end up killing off one of the dragons. Yeah. I think one of the dragons will be killed just for the sake of storyline, just to make it even, even even that more impactful. So you think Jon Snow and Daenerys are going to ride dragons into Castle Rock? Yes. I think at some point Jon Snow and Daenerys are both going to be riding dragons. It's the ultimate tag team, it seems like. Seems like that would be the best situation. And I think that of all the houses, I think you're right, the Starks are strongest, even though they don't even know it. They just defeated all their enemies in the north and killed all the heads of the families that supported the Boltons. Yep. So, And he already got the Car Starks to support him once again, even mm-hmm. though they're just boys. Yeah. You know, it, it kind of shows how powerful that the Starks are, too, by the, the, the Car Starks now having boys instead of men you know, being the head of the house, you know, it's just kind of crazy to see that. But now what do you think about his decision about not giving that the castles to the ones that supported his claim, uh, replacing the old houses? What do you think about that decision? Do you think Sansa was right that he should have given it to the people who supported them? Well, no, I, no, I think he was right. To be honest. I think that, I think that, uh, I agree with him. You know, it's, it's just like, it's just like we're, the incidents that we're having over in the Middle East right now. You got people fighting over original homelands, and you've you've got like Jewish history there further back than any other religion. You know, Jew, Jewish history goes back before Christianity, goes back before um, uh, uh, Islam. So they've been fighting over Jerusalem forever. It's the same thing. So I wouldn't want my homeland being taken, and I wouldn't want anybody else thinking that it's their homeland when I know for sure that it's, it's mine. mine. Yeah. So you, and that kind of shows, too, that he's not – he wanted to take his home back to make it right, but he's not wanting to take the homes of others that, like that was happening. Yeah, I mean, I see why he would reward them for that, but I can also see why – exactly why he decided to just let them keep their place. It seems like him and Sansa are fighting two different wars. Yeah. Uh, to me, Sansa's grown up a lot, but I don't think Sansa really understands the full gravity of the situation. She doesn't understand about the White Walkers in the North. Oh, no. Yeah, she understands the South. That's her priority. But I do see her and Littlefinger at some point hooking up and they becoming a force. Mm, I don't know, man. Littlefinger scares me. He's lightened up a little bit, but at the beginning of the series, I thought Littlefinger was like one of the most creepy, conniving dudes ever. I think he has to die at some point. I really do. Oh, yeah. Unless he becomes the hand. Like, say, at the very end of the, of the, the whole... You know, the whole dilemma, you know, the whole Game of Thrones. I don't think he'd become the hand. You don't think I that think, they would appoint him to be? No, I think John, I, I think if John was the king, he'd probably appoint Sam as his, as his hand. Sam would be the head maestro, though. That's true, yeah. He would do that. I could see that. But who would be the hand? If you're, if you're on the throne with Jon Snow Brand. and Daenerys. Bran. That makes sense. Bran. But can he do it? Oh, yeah. Bran would be the perfect because he'd be able to – he is all-knowing. He could essentially access any point in space and time. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you would want him to be your, your hand. Um, who else would you would you select? Say Bran's like, no, I have to leave. You know, like, This is part of what I have to do. I can't be here. Who else would take that? I don't know. It can't be Ari because she's not going to want it. She's a free spirit now. You can tell. I mean, and Sandra she could even, take it. She might even be dead. Sansa could take it. But, but is that what Sansa wants? I, I mean, Sansa, I think Sansa would be fine with it. I just don't think John would want it. 
No, I don't think he would either. I just don't understand. I don't see someone unless it's unless it's the man who is supporting Jon Snow now. The, what is his name? Do you remember? Mm-mm. Not, not. Off he top he right helped Stan or uh, Stannis's claim. Um, his character, I could see him becoming the hand. I could see that. Yeah, yeah, I could definitely see that. Do you think that they're gonna find a cure for that stone disease that uh, Den- that Daenerys's like right hand man got? We saw a little bit of him in that first episode too. We did. Uh, I don't think Mormont is gonna be able to recover. You don't think he is? No, I think as much as in our fandom we want people to live to see them at the end of the story, I really think of it being Game of Thrones. Somebody's gonna die, and he's probably gonna end up dying in battle because he doesn't want to die by that. He doesn't want to live as a stone person. You know, he doesn't want to be one of those those monsters. So I think what he's going to do is he's going to fight as long as he can possibly fight to, you know, to keep himself from turning and to help Daenerys as, po- as much as he possibly can. And then he's going to choose a suicidal type death in battle at some point. Like maybe the very end when she takes back the throne or if she takes the throne back, he dies in the battle for that, knowing that she's going to win. How would he leave the Citadel? I don't know. I mean, but I feel like he would he would choose his death. Hmm. I guess we'll see. I mean, I think that the only way he'd even get out is if he had been cured of his of his. Now, here's another interesting thing. What if he becomes the new Night King? In order for her to be able to still communicate with him, because he can yeah. still communicate with humans as the Night King, but he can't as one of the stone. But people. again, that would that would still bring up the question: How is he going to get out? That's my question. How would he get out? True. If someone's, I think Daenerys is going to break him out. Daenerys Daniel would be the, picking a battle with some really rough customers because, you know. That's true. But <laughs> when you have a dragon, you can just fly, you know. Does, I don't even think Daenerys probably doesn't even know where he is. I think Tyrion will know. Maybe. I mean, they do have their connections with, what's his name? The eunuch, yeah, with him being in, you know, on their their spider, yeah, it'd be interesting. I think that he would know. I think he probably already knows. Yeah, he probably he has spies everywhere. They're trying to find a cure for, it, but I don't think that they're going to find a cure. And he's in the right place. If you're going to find a cure for something like that, he's in the right place. That's why I was saying that I thought that they might find a cure for him. But how ignorant is the Citadel right now? Because they don't even want Sam. To be a maester, he's cleaning shit and all that stuff. Is that those scenes? I wouldn't say that it's ignorance they're doing. I wouldn't even say that it's them trying to get a get him from being a a maester. I think it's more of they have been through like most of their books they're reading there, and a lot of those older men that have been there Mm -hmm. have seen wars. Mm -hmm. They've seen bad things come through, and they've survived them. So they think this is just another bad thing that we're going to survive. And how relative is this story of Sam to our daily grind as American workers. Every day, it's the same shit. Do your job, do your job, eat, sleep, wake up, do it, do it, do it, do it. It's a good example of the college system. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. And who the hell has shit buckets underneath their bed while they sleep? Uh, Disabled people. And and people, they probably don't have plumbing for those cells. That's true. That's true. That's gross, though. 
That is disgusting. <laughs> I felt bad for him. Like, I was like, just let him become who he's supposed to be. Well, he's got to be there for a while before they're going to consider him a meister. I mean, that's true. That's true. Grunt work, man. Yeah, that is grunt work. You always give the newbies the worst jobs. He's getting, yeah, he's getting hazed. <laughs> he's getting hazed at the Citadel University, you know, down in Toledo, Texas. <laughs> so, okay, we look at Game of Thrones. We look at all the stories we talked about tonight. And we really grow into the story of Daenerys more than anyone else's, her and Jon Snow's, the path that we obviously, all of us know, will eventually have to cross, whether it's mm-hmm. side by side, which we mostly feel, or if it's by battle. Yeah. Um, I feel like in the next couple episodes to come, there will be more I, that will be revealed in that. I think that if Daenerys can find out that he's a Targaryen, like if if she knows that he's a Targaryen, I don't think that she's going to try and kill him. I think that, no, I don't think she will. I think she, that she'll understand that that if Bran can, I think that if Bran could show them both what happened, Ileana and Rhaegar, um, yeah. if he could sh- if he could show them both what happened, then she would not hate um, Jon Snow that much. Yeah, I think her her whole opinion of the Starks would change, and that Ned knew the truth and Ned tried to do the right thing. You know, if 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 she only knew who Ned was and the Stark family and what they meant. And you know what, Tyrion might even, because of his compassion for Jon Snow and the Stark family and what they've gone through, and then him finding out that they have taken back, he'd be like, look, this is the longest serving family to the kings in old. You know, even though they turned against your family, Jon Snow's a bastard. He's not technically a Stark. Yeah. So why not? Well, he, he has Stark blood, though. Yes, he does. He's half Stark, half Targaryen. Yes, he does. He has dragon blood. Mm-hmm. We don't know. We don't know if he can withstand fire like Daenerys. We don't. Though. But he can. With I think that's where the fire and ice comes through. I think he will be able to, to a point. And I think he's going to be like his wolf because you think of it. His his wolf is the last iron wolf. Mm-hmm. There's no more. They're all the other ones are dead. Mm-hmm. So that'd be well, one of them, one of them went off running. We never know what happened to it. I think they, well, they killed it. No, they killed one. Mm-hmm. I remember them killing one, but one of them ended up running off, and they never found it. I think that was that Rickons because they killed Rickons. No, it wasn't Rickons. It was Arya's. Um, it was they killed Sansa's, and then Arya's got away. Maybe she finds them. Maybe we'll see. I It'd be interesting. I doubt it. I We're mean, running through it. <laughs> We're going to paint the world of Game of Thrones. <laughs> but no, I, that, I guess that concludes everything we've talked about. We talked about The Rock, Kid Rock. We talked about John uh, McCain, John McCain, Chester Bennington, the Disney part, which yeah. is going to be insane. Yes, and then of course talked Game of Thrones, and then Scientology. Scientology. Look it up. It's Look an insane it. religion. I swear to God, anybody who truly believes in that is. It's it's it's, it's got to be brainwashed. Like it's got to be like a cult or something. But no, so we did awesome. Episode twenty two, shall we begin? Has ended. Um, you can find us where Tyler. You can find us at Facebook, Twitter, iTunes, Cast on Android, and Patreon. Our handle is JK Podcast One Hundred One. You can find us on any of those. And as I said before, uh, if you like our podcast and you want us to continue going forward, we would appreciate any donations you would give us on Patreon. Absolutely. And what are we always, Tyler? Just kidding. That's and right. On the fly. And on the fly. Hope you all enjoyed. And download, listen, subscribe to our podcast, guys. Guys, we need support. And appreciate our listeners as we go forward. That is it.